This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. On this week's MVFC First Single Podcast, I go behind the mic with the longtime voice of Youngstown State football, Bob Hannon. Bob, welcome to the show. Kelly, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you uh, on here. Well, you have been calling Penguin football games for Mm. 28 years now. Mm. And I'm curious, how did you initially get the play-by-play job? You know, and did you ever imagine that, you know, here in 2016, you'd still be a fixture on the broadcasts? Well, Kelly, I was a local sports director at a TV station here for just about one year, and I had heard the play-by-play position opened up here, so I contacted our sports information director, Greg Golas, and I had just done high school football. So that's really the only play-by-play I had done. I gave a a little audio cassette uh, to Greg Golas. He passed it on to our uh, athletic director, Joe Malmaser, who sat with our football coach, Jim Trestle, and you know, they listened. They said, we're not sure. We're going to see who else supplies. And uh, they came back and said, uh, we like your work, I think, because they didn't have anybody else that really at that point in the market that was available to do it. So I never thought I'd still be doing the games in 2016. And also, Kelly, I would have never imagined my first year in 1989, the experiences that I would have had, you know, especially in the 1990s when we won the four national championships. It's been an incredible run for me. Yeah, I bet. You know, Bob, what were some of your early sports memories and how did they shape uh, your goals initially in sports broadcasting? You know, I, I and same in high school, like a lot of young guys, I knew I wasn't going to be a good enough athlete to play college or professional. So I always wanted to be involved in sports. So while I went to college at Slippery Rock University, I worked at a local radio station doing high school play by play. When I was 19, I had my own sports talk show. Uh, so I was very fortunate. But I worked radio until I was uh 28, wanted to get into TV, uh, found a position here in Youngstown, started working weekends, worked my way up to sports director. But play-by-play of everything I've done is the most enjoyable. It's a live broadcast. You're out there, you know, at the game. Um, So I've been been fortunate. But I think early on I've had some great experiences of going to college, doing play-by-play, doing a sports talk show as a young guy. I think it, it set me up to be ready to do this. You know, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you were the sports director at WITV for 20 years. But in 2008, you left to become the president of the local United Way. You know, <laughs> why did you make the transition and what do you particularly enjoy about your current job? You know, Kelly, that's a great question. I had a great run for 20 years and I wasn't looking to leave TV. It was a perfect marriage for me to do TV sports, 6 and 11, do Youngstown State football. And I will share with you, when I took the job at United Way, I began in September of 08. The college football season was just beginning. So Ron Strollo and I somewhat had a handshake agreement, Ron, I'll do one more year play-by-play. Then I'm going to transition out of sports and and, and be full-time United Way. But it worked so well for me. Uh, The university uh, embraced me to continue to do the games. Um, So so it continued to work. But what, what I remember early on about uh, some of the memories of Youngstown State is, you know, our first year, 1989, we made the playoffs. We won a playoff game at Eastern Kentucky. We beat a legendary program. Then we went to Furman and, and got beat. Uh, 1990, we had an undefeated season. We said, this is going to be the year. 
people forget we did have some disappointments with Jim Trestle. It wasn't all championships. <laughs> we lost in the first round at home to Central Florida. So that was a disappointment. But then 1991, still probably my favorite season. We're sitting at four and three. We have a road game at Georgia Southern. They had won 53 out of 55 games at home. We lose one more game, the season's over. We beat Georgia Southern at Georgia Southern, 1917, go on to win eight games in a row, and ironically, the championship game that year was at Georgia Southern. So we go back there and play for the title. That 91 team that we just honored, the 25th anniversary and the win over Northern Iowa, I still think that is probably my favorite season. Many of those players are now grown men with their own children. I've built relationships with many of them, and many of them I still talk to on a regular basis. That's awesome. So, you know, one of my questions was actually which of the four championships was your was your favorite to call? I'm assuming that 91 season was. I think so. I think until you win one, you never know. If you take a look, 1987, I wasn't here yet. We lost in the first round. 1989, second round loss. 1990, a really disappointing loss uh, in the opening round to Central Florida. The, the 91 team in the first round of the playoffs against Villanova, we're trailing by two late in the game and have a fourth down and 10 deep in our own end. We had a Hail Mary pass, kicked the field goal, won the game, went on to beat Nevada, number one in the country, shut out Samford, and then rallied to beat Marshall. So I would say without question, 19, they were all great, but 1991 was my favorite championship team. You know, going back to the United Way staff for a second, you know, success after six is one of the programs the United Way, you know, has started in recent years. And so yep. name one project you're particularly proud of, you know, that you've you've started at the United Way and why? Well, you did ask me a question earlier. I don't think I fully answered about the transition. We went through a merger and uh, there were a lot of changes at our station. Uh, so I just felt it was time for me to do something different. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Fortunately, I found something I love, and I really enjoy United Way and the work we're doing. I think success after six, we're targeting children that face extreme barriers in Youngstown, academic barriers, barriers at home, uh, sometimes not getting food at night. So we're taking these children and providing wraparound services. We do after school, enrichment programs, physical play. We take them on road trips, field trips. We take them to Youngstown State football games. Last year, I had one of the young boys that happened to do really well that week in school sit in the broadcast booth with me. And that was an experience he'll always remember. We're seeing a change. They're doing better academically. Uh, they're doing better in terms of behavior. So right now we have 250 children, grades K to six, that we focus on with our after-school program. We do much more doing during the day. We have tutors from Youngstown State that come in and tutor these children. My goal in five years is that we'll have a program, Success After Six, that will target up to 1,000 to 1,200 kids in Youngstown. So. I'm convinced they're just as smart as our kids are. They just need a little help, and United Way is giving them that extra help that they need, academic, social, emotionally, and, and providing them with opportunities they wouldn't have without us. You know, how have your sports connections come in handy with your job at the United Way, especially with fundraising? <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's why they hired me. I will tell you, Kelly, <laughs> when I began, People were much more receptive when I came with a microphone to interview them than when I came asking them to write a check. Uh, but it's helped. Uh, you know, when you're on television for 20 years, people know your name, they know your face. It did open some doors for me. It got me in some places where United Way wasn't able to get in. I will tell you though, I still go maybe once a month when I'll be getting a cup of coffee or lunch and people will tell me I watch you every night. So <laughs> it, it, it lives with you for a lifetime and I, I don't really don't know what to say, but there's no question. It's helped me connect. 
with a lot of people in the community. But I think now people are starting to see our work is making an impact. And now people are starting to say, well, you used to be the TV guy. Now you're the United White guy. So the connection's being made. Uh, but certainly the familiarity with my name and face helped me get into some areas maybe we weren't getting into before. Well, funny aside that you talk about people still think you're on TV. I actually just left uh, <laughs> the local TV station here in May to, to fee- freelance full-time doing games. And I get the same thing even now, you know, four or five months later mm-hmm. that they think I'm still on. And, and I thought that was bad. <laughs> so I can't imagine 20 years. <laughs> you know, Kelly, people will actually say, I watched you last night. And I'll say, how did I do? And they go, oh, you were great. <laughs> so I'm really not sure how to respond to that. But, uh, but it's all good. I think part of it is United Way gets a lot of media coverage here in Youngstown. They like the work we're doing. So people see me. They hear me on the radio. So sometimes that line gets blurred when I'm on the other side of it. You know, the Penguins are 5-1 and one right now on the season and, of course, coming off a, a thrilling fourth quarter comeback over the weekend to Northern Iowa. What is the excitement level like right now in, in the town and the Youngstown area? Well, you know, it, it's picking up. We're gaining a lot of momentum. I think Coach Pelini's starting to put his uh, – his blueprint on this team. We're tough, we're hard-nosed defensively, and I really think our program has a little chip on its shoulder right now in a good way. Uh, we have only been to the playoffs once since, since Jim Trussell left. Uh, we're hard-nosed defensively. I think what people are liking, our program is starting to look like Youngstown, and what I mean by that is tough, blue-collar, hard-nosed, and I think they, you know, Bo Pelini being one of our own, being from here in Youngstown, certainly has people embracing the program. I think we've turned a corner. The Northern Iowa game and maybe even the Illinois State game. We may not have won those games the past couple of years, but I think Coach Bellini is starting to build that culture, a winning culture, and I really like what we're doing on defense. I, I would match our defense against anybody in the country. You know, you just touched on it a little bit, but, you know, it is Bo Pelini's his second season. You've had the opportunity to work with several different Youngstown State head coaches. What's it been like getting to know him? Um, and you mentioned, you know, that hard-nosed style and, and how good the defense is. Why has his style of coaching been so effective so quick? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, it took maybe into a second year. I think we had some of the pieces defensively. It took Bo's defensive scheme, working with his brother Carl Pellini to put it all together. Uh, I think they did a really good job recruiting. We have a young sophomore, Armand Delevate, at linebacker. A lot of schools didn't even look at Armand Delevate. And then on the defensive end, on the other side, we have two All-American potential defensive ends. Uh, and Avery Moss and, and Derek Rivers is as good as we've had. So I think the first year was a learning curve. It has quickly been accelerated now that the players know him and, and vice versa. But I'll tell you this about Bo. Uh, he has a great sense of humor. You, you need to get to know him. You need to get through that exterior because he's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hard-nosed. He just wants to coach. He wants to be on the sidelines doing his thing. But now when we do the radio show, he comes in uh, a little more sense of humor. Uh, you can break it down a little bit. You can have some fun with him. Uh, from a distance, he's very intimidating. And maybe sometimes up close, Kelly, he's intimidating. Yeah. But, but, he, but he's a good guy. He means well. He's in it for the right reasons. And I'll tell you something else I've seen. When I go to practice, there's not a lot of yelling and screaming. There's a lot of coaching. There's a lot of teaching. And, and I just think he's a very sound football coach. And sometimes – uh, people don't know the kind of person. He's an awesome person. He'll do anything for Youngstown and the Mahoning Valley. Did Did you know him? You know when he was growing up in Youngstown. You know, did you know about him? I did. You know, when I had just started uh, WYTV, Bo was finishing up his career at Ohio State, so I knew of Bo Pelini. Then once Bo got into coaching, 
Uh, we followed him, and then when he would come home in the summer, we would interview him when he was at Oklahoma. Then in 2007, when LSU, he was the defensive coordinator, played Ohio State for the national championship. I covered that game for the TV station. Okay. So we took the angle, local guy, Ohio State guy, now wanting to beat Ohio State. And Bo was always receptive. I remember even in 07, it was hard to get to the assistant coaches. Bo made a point that all the local media had a chance to, to get with him and spend some time with him if they so desired. Well, my conversation with Bob continues in just a second, but if you enjoy what you're hearing so far on the MVFC First and Goal, check out all the Lineup Media Group podcasts where there's something for everyone, football, baseball, hockey, and plenty of non-sports podcasts too. Now back to the show. Bob, you were close with former Youngstown State coach Jim Tressel, you know, during his 15 years mm -hmm. with the Penguins. What is your relationship like now with him, especially now that he's back, but uh, as university president? We still have a very good relationship. The, the, the difference is now we meet regularly where we talk about um, educating Youngstown kids mm -hmm. and how do we do a better job getting them on the path to success. Because President Trussell now knows that if we can do a better job with Youngstown children, get them off to a good start, Unite Away's focus is early education, on the backside they'll be coming to Youngstown State. So we're working on some early education initiatives. Uh, we still talk football occasionally. Uh, he's a community leader. He's out there. He's also involved in raising money. And, he, and he's helped me connect with some people that are now giving to Unite Away. President Trussell has great vision of the Valley and the community. Uh, I, I tell him all the time, now when the football coach comes into your office, you know as much about him as, <laughs> as the game, okay? Where some presidents maybe don't know the game, but, but President Trussell's a leader. Uh, he's very good in front of people. He, some people may have raised their eyebrows when Youngstown State hired a football coach to be the president. I don't think we could have a better president than Jim Trussell. I, I think the job he's done here has been extraordinary, and uh, I interview him every week at halftime. Uh, and, he, and he's always, you know, you think he's in that president's loge, not watching the game. He'll tell you every play that happened during the game. So he knows what's going on. You, yeah. You know, I read recently that uh, I think he had already doubled fundraising and uh, enrollment was up at Youngstown for the first time in five years. Our, our numbers are up we're, and we're widening our geographic base. More counties in Ohio know about Youngstown State. He's getting into Western Pennsylvania. So he's increased the enrollment. He's also increased the quality of student that's coming to Youngstown State. And the fundraising is up. So across the board, I think everything that Jim Trussell's doing here at YSU is outstanding. Uh, when he walks in, he's a tremendous speaker. It's almost as though he's, uh, you know, has a teleprompter, but he doesn't have a prompter. He doesn't have any notes, but he always knows his audience. And if you hear him speak, if you're a student or a, pa a parent, well, I think you're going to be very interested to hear what Youngstown State has to offer. You know, you you mentioned the Penguins' defense and how impressive they've been this season. I, I don't think they've given up a rushing touchdown yet this season. Um, South Dakota State, meanwhile, your opponent this week leads the Valley offensively. And, of course, both teams come into this weekend's matchup in Brookings undefeated. So how do you feel like both teams match up, and what what are your predictions for the game? Well, of course, Youngstown State's going to find a way to win the game. We know that, Kelly. <laughs> I think our defense against their talented quarterback, Taron Christian, I looked at the numbers today. He has 22 touchdown passes and two interceptions. 
How do we contain him? How do we keep him in the pocket? Their numbers offensively are very dynamic. So I think how our defense does against him will go a long way to determine the outcome. South Dakota State has played us really tough over the years. Now, we beat them two years ago out there in a really high-scoring game. I would think this game would be much lower scoring, a more of a defensive battle. It's for first place in the conference. We're coming off a big win. They're coming off a huge win. We're excited to go there to see their new stadium. I know it's been refurbished. Uh, I was talking to some folks out there today. They expect near a sellout crowd. I, I think it'll be a terrific game. I, I think our defense will always keep us in it. We certainly need to improve offensively. But I think our defense against their quarterback should be one of the best matchups of the year. Well, speaking as somebody who just was at their stadium a couple weeks ago doing the game, I think you will be very pleasantly surprised by the new press box situation, Bob, compared to the old one. <laughs> Kelly, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last it was a rough place to call a game from, and it's the way it is. I think when you when you, since you mentioned that, sometimes people here in Youngstown that don't travel have no idea the gem we have in Stanbaugh Stadium. Uh, and fortunately, when you look over the years, Southern Illinois, now Illinois State, South Dakota State, they've all upgraded their facilities. They put more money into football, makes it even more competitive. Southern Illinois now has a gorgeous facility compared to the way it used to be. And I'm sure South Dakota State's the same. I look forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive. Um, you know, Bob, tell me about your family and what's the biggest thing you've learned from being a dad? Well, I have three children, uh, Patience. Uh, I have a son, actually, uh, uh, who's a boys basketball coach here uh, at Girard High School. He got the job at age 24. He was lucky. He's had some success. It's, it's difficult at times hearing people get on the coach now because the coach is my son. So that's challenging, especially when he was young and just started. Why do we hire this young guy? He's too young to be a head coach, even though he's having some success. I also have two daughters. Uh, my, my youngest daughter was a golfer. Uh, she now goes to school at Ohio State. Uh, you know, the importance of spending time with them, the older they get, the less time maybe they want to do things with dad. But we find things to do with each other. You know, my, my young daughter and I still golf. My son and I go to his basketball. We're a sports family, Kelly. We love sports. So and a lot of my, my children, they don't like the same teams. So there's a rivalry there. Uh, my daughter likes uh, Steelers. My son likes the Browns. So there's a feud going on in the family when it comes to sports. But, uh, you know, family's the most important thing. My son went to his first Youngstown State football game when he was five. He used to sit between me and my color analyst for three, four years doing the games. Then I would go do the coaches show with Coach Tressel. He got to know Coach Tressel from age five to being an adult now. And those memories that I have with him, taking him to Penguin games from five till he was you know, a young man, yeah. those are the memories I'll remember for a lifetime. Yeah, I'm sure that shaped him too into what he's doing now. It did. And, and he's a, you know, he's a huge, you know, Jim Trussell fan. You know, we, we were a Trussell fan at Ohio State and he's so bitter he doesn't root for the Buckeyes now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, Bob, what, what would be your advice if you had to go back, you know, and talk to your, you know, 22-year-old, 25-year-old self? What would it, what advice would you have for him? Uh, advice for him? Yeah, for your for yourself, like you know, as a 22, 25-year-old starting off in this industry. That's a good question. I, I think that I would. I tell young people when I talk to them now, and I speak to some classes, is learn to do everything. Learn to edit. Learn to shoot video, uh, 
You might want to be a play-by-play guy. Maybe you have to start out doing stats or a spotter or a producer. You may want to be on television doing sports, but you may have to break in being a news reporter. Be so valuable that if a station hires you, you can do everything. I think the toughest job is getting your foot in the door. Once you get your foot in the door in broadcasting, you can show your talent, your skill set, your desire, uh, your ambition and passion. You can move up. I think that the big change for me now is that I see reporters doing everything. They shoot. You know, Kelly, you edit. uh, You're out in the field. It used to be I always had a photographer. Uh, I was spoiled. I didn't have to shoot my own video and edit. But I, I think that's the big difference now. And I also think you have to be willing to move. The chances of you getting out of college and starting right in Youngstown, Ohio, working TV, uh, probably not going to happen or starting out doing play-by-play of Youngstown State. Maybe you have to leave and someday circle back and you'll get an opportunity to come back home again if you want to be here. You know, because of the standard that that Coach Trestle set when he was there, you know, winning the four Mm. national titles, how difficult do you think it's been for the coaches that have come in since he left because of, you know, the winning, you know, and the, the, the way that fans got used to that level of football. I still think Coach Pelini, 15 years later, walks in the shadow of Jim Trestle. And so did Coach Haycock and Coach Wolford. It was very difficult. I think it was extremely difficult, uh, maybe for Coach Haycock. Coach Haycock worked under Coach Trestle. Uh, and people expected us to pick up right where Jim Trestle left off and win four national championships in six years. Even if Jim Trestle had stayed here, we would have not had that level of success. The 1990s was in a decade that we'll remember for a lifetime, but it was once in a lifetime. So I think it was very hard to follow Jim Trestle for Coach Haycock, Coach Wolford, and even now in some respects for Coach Pelini. It's a different era. It's a different time. Uh, we don't have the population we had here one time in Youngstown, so we need to widen our recruiting base. When, when President Trestle was here, most of our kids were local kids. Now we don't have that kind of talent we once had. But to answer your question directly, I think it was very difficult for Coach Haycock uh, because fans are always making the comparison. Uh, following Jim, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy, right? Yeah. Well, the guy, yeah, the guy was Coach Haycock. I think it's a little less difficult now for Coach Pelini because he has his own pedigree and you know he's had success. But I think it is very challenging here in Youngstown. And now Jim Trussell sits in that president's office and is still part of our program. Yeah. You know, Bob, what are uh, three rules that you live by? Uh, I just try to do the right thing. Uh, you know, I, I like to say people like honesty until you're honest. And sometimes they don't like to be. I try to be very, you know, I'm rather blunt. I try to get to the point. Uh, try to do the right thing. Try to be a good example uh, uh, for my children. Uh Try to be a good leader. I really want to be a good leader for my staff. I have nine people that work under me that depend uh, for, on me to do the right things. I can be impatient. I expect results right away and I have success immediately. So I've had to learn. Uh, and I also think I've learned a lot. I have a great team at United Way. I've got uh, uh, eight women that work for me, Kelly, on my staff. Just one man works for me. I have all women. And they're, they're smarter than me. They can do things I, I'll never be able to do, like Skype. Uh, so they're, they're, they're a lot smarter than I am. So uh, I think learning from, from people around me and trying to be a good leader and, and, and continue to you know, grow our organization and, and make a difference in the Youngstown area. Bob, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to share? Uh, this has been an incredible ride for me. Uh, the relationships I've made, the people I've gotten to know, the games I've gotten to call, uh, who, who would have ever believed you could, you could be play-by-play of a program for a decade, win four national championships, coach, uh, be part of it with Jim Trussell, who coached in six title games, 
and continue, you know, even after Coach Trussell left here and went to Ohio State, anytime I needed something at Ohio State, he didn't forget the people back here. Uh, so those are the kind of memories for me. Great road trips. I've been to Reno. We had a great road trip, the, the Pismo Beach in Los Angeles one year. I've been to Austin, Texas, all because of Youngstown State football. But at the end of the day, it's the people I've met, the relationships that I've been able to build. And it was great this past weekend uh, celebrating uh, the 25th anniversary of the first national championship team and seeing those guys come back home and being able to spend some time with them. I'm sure. I'm sure that was really neat. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Anytime, Kelly. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. If you like what you heard from Bob Hannon and our MVFC First and Gold podcast, check out the many other podcasts Lineup Media Group offers, including Bleacher Bums, who this week breaks down the NL and ALCS. Head to lineupmedia.fm for more info or to subscribe. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.